cliffcentral.com it's Kupu, it's Kupu, yours ain't banging like mine, no. Yo, what's up guys, it's your girl Gigi LeMain and you're tuned into The Unplugged Radio Show on Thursdays right here on Cliff Central from 12 to 1 p.m., baby. Are you ready? Woo! I'm here to tell you today that you got salt. Salt. You know what salt is? No. I'm telling you that you've got some flavor inside you. In fact, you know what? Your life's got to taste like something. you got to smack your lips right now, and your life's got to taste like something. Your life's got to taste like something. I'm talking about having something of essence inside you. There's a scripture in the Bible that I remember that my mother used to teach me when I was about two and a half years old. She used to say, you are the salt of the earth. You know, it's important that you remember that you're the salt of the earth. You got greatness inside you, and you need to bring out that greatness. You know, every single time you cry, if you taste those tears, those tears got salt inside them. Every time you work real hard, and you got some sweat, taste your sweat, you're going to realize it's got salt inside of it. Man, you got salt. You got some flavor. And we need your greatness in this world right Amen. now. Amen. Come on. Amen. Bring out the salt. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday, the 20th of April, and if you don't know what it is, it's the Upload Radio Show, baby! Up yeah, up. yeah! <laughs> welcome, welcome to it, welcome to it! It's been crazy, man, like, yo! It's been fantastic, you thank got you very salt. much! You got salt! Salt! You got salt in the highest degree! Man, I was doing some treadmill exercises this morning, and when I got tired, when I got really tired, I was like, come on, pick up those knees. Where it's like, you got salt. I am the salt of the earth. I you am the salt of the earth. <laughs> you know when you start qu- quoting Bible scriptures, you know you're serious. You're on yeah. another level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you very much for tuning in. This is the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. My name is Wes Amatoma, and I'm right here with some Piwe Pedras. Yeah, buddy. What up, buddy? Everything's good on the side, man. I'm feeling really energized and charged up. I had to stand up right now. I see you, dog. To make this thing happen the way it happened. You know what I mean? You gotta do the things that make the things happen in the highest degree. Yeah, man. And these are the things that bring the pots back. I'm telling you. Yeah, bro. People aren't going to be asking where the pots are. We out here creating yeah, the pots. Yeah, yeah, Definitely, definitely. So, Simpio, what are some of the highlights of the week for you, man? Oh, man, bro. The highlight of the week for me is the fact that, fact that we're making progress in life, bro. Like, yeah. there are big things coming up in the, com- in the coming weeks. I don't want to yeah. really talk about them right now but just yeah. watch this space it's crazy it's crazy pretty cool it's an exciting time to be alive man yeah, so yeah, yeah. so yeah um projects are coming up big things are coming watch this space Wizza, mm. what's happening your side man hey man um yesterday i was doing like four voiceovers like i was from one place to the next but you know how crazy this life is yeah is that you wake up and you 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 when you wake up you don't have these type of plans and that's how that's why sometimes it's important to kind of be really flexible you wake up and you're thinking okay well uh, it's probably going to be a normal day and then it goes just from one thing to the other to the next to the next <laughs> to the next and you look at the day and you're like wow hey man that was a pretty powerful day but i mean in it all really i just um i think it's always important that you know you you just keep a, a positive outlook on life yeah um i i, I recently finished um, Trevor Noah's book 
it's actually a really interesting book to read. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, man. There's so much salt inside that book. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just going to start referring to everything with salt now. So if, it, if it's, if it's worth something, it's worth salt. So anyway, um, one of the things that really come out in the book is really just a message of hope. You know, that there's, there's hope, man. Like your life is never quite over. You know, um, Trevor Noah finished um, high school and yeah, he didn't, yeah. and he didn't know what he was going to do with his life. He spent three years in, in Alexandra, three years chilling in the corner, just hustling, um, trying to get by, trying to make 20 rand become 50 rand and then 50 rand become 100 rand and then he chows it. And then tomorrow it's the same thing. It's that hustle, bro. It was the hustle and and you, you know, you never quite know where life's going to take you. I mean, imagine three years after high school and if someone says, Hey, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And Mm. he didn't have direction. In fact, in that time, he had been to jail. Um, he had spent, yeah, yeah, he was, he was driving a, a unlicensed car. He got, he got, um, taken into custody. He spent a week in jail with like proper hard earned hard criminals, and he, you know, he. I mean, if you ask a kid, here, what are you gonna? He he also shoplifted at some point, got chased down by some some security guards from the mall. Imagine this no, guy's been crazy, chased, bro. and then you know, chased in the neighborhood Ekasi, Hobuluza, just in some little pasijnana, <laughs> um, and then he escaped. But his friend got caught. Then his friend got expelled from school, and he had to be in jail. And then they. Hunted down Trevor But they couldn't find him Because they thought They were looking for a white guy uh, And <laughs> That's how he got away Trevor but Guys He's come from Burning someone's house Down by accident um, The house got burnt The house got finished Bent down yes, see, bro. Trevor Noah this, this guy's guy, been battling, dog. Yo. 21. He has no direction. He's been chilling Ekoneni, trying to, he was selling fake CDs. Yeah. From the corner selling it to, um, taxi drivers. He started becoming a DJ nyana. So interesting thing is, um, you know, he first started just selling a whole album, yeah. you know, selling it like that. And then a friend said, you know, it would be nice. hits And then put it in one song and say, call it like the ultimate mix. You know, and then they were like, oh, okay, that's be cool. So that's what he started Yo. selling it. And he made a lot of money like that. Then Shucks. they said, you know what? It would be even better ne? if all these mixes could play as if it's one song. So mm, one mm, song mm, comes mm, on mm. top of another song. And at the time, that was, you know, a new thing. So he downloaded Beats Per Minute, um, which was a, a software he used. And then he made it happen. And they were like, wow, this is great. And then a friend of him said, you know what would be cool? is if you DJ, come out and you actually <laughs> come with your laptop. He had his whole tower with him. Alex. Walking around with this whole tower, imagine that. Yeah, and now he's bro. DJing at parties and at street parties and things like that. This was Trevor's life until a, a, a police officer, bun, um, you know, busted the whole, um, the whole party. Yes, and he wanted everything to to keep quiet. And it was Windows ninety five, so it switches <laughs> down slow. You know, <laughs> he's like, I'm switching it off. Don't worry. And the guy's like, Do it now. You know, those Afrikaner guys that yeah. didn't have much time for them. And he was like, I'm trying, I'm trying. Yo, the guy just took a gun. Um, shot the screen And he I mean the guy Was clearly not Computer literate Because he thought If he shoots the screen The music's gonna stop Stop. But the music Comes from the tower So the music Carried on playing (laughs) And Trevor's panicking Because the music's playing The guy just shot the screen And the You know They just pulled out The cable And and everything But I mean That was the end of that And and most of his money Had come from that Now he didn't have any money Wait This is Trevor Noah 
How many years ago was this Trevor Noah? Man, this was this was um with just after high school. Yeah, you yeah. know, so, so it's so about ten from, from matric to it, it's about um it's about fifteen fifteen or so years ago. What? Fifteen, actually less than fifteen years ago, about twelve, ten to fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. This was the life of this guy, and then fast forward now. He's to got, now, he's yeah. got a house worth 130 million rand. What? The f- and that's just you know one of the things. He's got a yacht. He's got a Lambo. He's got he's got nice things. But that's such an inspirational story because it doesn't matter yeah. where you come from, bro. Yeah. Just stay in the process and the, know where you want to go. Exactly. And- I mean, one of the things I'm learning there is that. Even if your life doesn't look like it's worth much right now, it doesn't quite look like you, you there yet mm. or you going in the right direction. Sometimes your, your GPS is not even saying in five minutes, turn left. <laughs> it's still saying recalculating. Yeah. You have no yeah. direction and people saying, where are hey. you going in life? Like, I don't understand what, where, what's your value proposition in this relationship? <laughs> you know, you get those things and, and you can't even answer them as well. Yeah. I mean, at, 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 in three years into his hustle, he couldn't ha- answer anything. He, I mean, the most that they ever made from the hustle was 10,000 rand, but they owned that together as him yeah. and his friend. And it was all through like robbing Peter to pay Paul type of money. You know, it That's, was really, really tough. It's actually quite crazy now that I think about it because I mean, he had to make choices that in spite of where he's at right now, he's got to believe in his future and pursue that future. Yeah. Even when nobody else believes in you, how do you, yeah. how do you keep going when nobody else believes in you? And it, it got me thinking about a, a tweet that I actually posted this morning. I said, 10 years from now, make sure that you can say you chose your life and you didn't settle for it. Mm. Imagine because the, it's so easy to settle in a life that is so ideal. You have one job, you make 2.5 kids and you're 2.5 st- kids. 2.5 kids cause you're a statistic. 2.5 kids <laughs> and, and, and you just oh, accept. Oh, that other kid is not yours. He's the kid of hey, the side chick, so she kind of counts half. I don't, un- I don't understand stats. All I'm saying is that when, when the stats come out, like the ideal, the, the, the general and average man has an, a job, a desk job for nine to five, 2.5 kids. And he accepted life as that. And you know, there comes a time in your life where a lot of, I don't know, I, I've experienced like men go through midlife, midlife crisis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our generation is going through a quarter life crisis, you know? Yeah, man. And I don't mm. think it's necessarily a crisis, but rather the fact that we're choosing to pursue the life we've always wanted to achieve because mm. it's, it's a sad thing to say 10 years from now, you just settled, you just, Married the girl that you The first girl that you met You hooked up with You just settled for that 9 to 5 It's 10 years later You're still in the same job You only got one promotion in 10 years Like is that life? To me that's not life To me life is really making choices And you've got the freedom to choose today To dictate and define that life But it all starts with your action today And the most important thing I want to emphasize today Is that you might not know where you want to go But it's not about where you want to go But really making the choice today To Take that little step And what that little step Might do is Open a door And you might have to Leave that job And that job Leaving that job Might leave you broke For a couple of years But You're pursuing your dream At the same time And is money All that we're pursuing I, I believe that You'll never believe That you have enough money I don't think There'll Mm. ever come a stage In your life Where you feel like You have enough money But when you're pursuing passion, you find joy, you find happiness, and that can't be replaced or valued by money. And that's that's the most important thing we need to carry across right now. 
Take those risks Take a step of faith Take a leap of faith yeah. Lose yourself Interesting uh, thing you're saying Take a leap of faith There's a um, There's a quote um, I, I was um, listening to Steve Harvey And he was saying Yeah I got one piece of advice for you Jump I remember this video Yeah He's like jump Yeah like, huh? Yeah Jump You Sometimes you're standing on the cliff of life and when you look around you, so many people are soaring. Yeah. Flying. Some are flying to New York and Dubai and some, everyone is soaring. They look carefree mm. and they, and they, they parachutes are open. But you know what? Your parachute will never open yeah. unless you jump. Okay. Whew, jump. Wow. <laughs> and then he says, I got another piece of advice for you is that now, right after you jump, your parachute is not going to open exactly. immediately. You're gonna hit a couple of rocks first. You're gonna scrape your your yeah. you know your your back against some rocks. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna feel like the worst decision you've ever made. Yeah. And in that pain, somewhere in that, boom, your parachute opens up. And you learn how to fly. And All you're of gone. Us. Yeah. yeah. So you could jump and you could risk um scraping your head a bit or your shoulder or your yeah. back. Or you could just stay here where it's safe. And never, life as it never is. see your parachute ever open. So I think that's what we're trying to say today. We're challenging you to really re- review your life. And are you happy with life? Yeah. Are you going on the right path? If you're not, it's never too late to change because life's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And the journey is where you get to experience what life is all about. The greatest gift in life, I think I said it last week, is the memories that you create on the journey that you're on. So it's time to step up and step out and really be the person that you've always wanted to be because you only have this one life. And what will you be remembered for at the end of the day? You know, that's the most important thing. You need to decide what you want to be remembered for and then start to become that today because that's the only way you'll be remembered for that. Yeah. That's the journey we're on. It's an exciting journey. Hmm. It's a scary journey. It's not an easy journey. It's the road less traveled, but it's definitely worth it. Are you willing to go on that journey? I know I was definitely willing to take that journey. It hasn't been easy, but it's been exciting. I know Wes has taken that journey. It's been exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been exciting. It it was scary at first. It has been very rewarding. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, man, it's 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 really worthwhile. It's it's really worthwhile. I mean, we uh, we actually invite you to share your thoughts on this as well. I mean, whatever you're thinking about this, or whether you are in, in that moment at the moment, or it's something that you really want to go into. Um, first of all, we got a WhatsApp, um, so you can actually interact with us on WhatsApp. I think it's sometimes the easiest way. Yeah, yeah. That is zero seven nine seven four eight. Two zero nine zero again at zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero and then we also got the hashtag yeah hashtag unplugged radio show you can tweet that and uh, we'll definitely be reading out some of your tweets we're always yeah. engaging and uh, willing to hear your insights it's not our show it's our show remember that yeah we're on the, <laughs> it's not mine and where's the show but it's our show as a family as a as tribe of superstar leadership yeah so yeah man we've got a couple of guests coming in today it's, yeah, it's gonna be yeah, quite a, it's, yeah it's gonna, um these are young people People that have done amazing things They've started things that have built platforms For other people and that's something Really really amazing A gentleman in, in that side I think you might have heard of him As um, uh, I think their organization If you've heard of it is the hookup dinner Yeah. Right? And then we're also going to be talking a bit on finance as well You know what to do with your money How to make the big bucks I've got a couple <laughs> of gentlemen that look like blessers they've, 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 <laughs> These guys right here They look like they, they're wearing money you know what I'm talking about? And in a real gonna, way 
Yeah, in a real way. And they're going to share with you exactly how that whole process works, you know, because it's important to also, you know, be saving at the same time. Yeah. What are your goals? Uh, do you have goals financially? You know, sometimes we, 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 um, we want the ball, but we've never been taught how to play with the, with ball. the ball. Yeah. You know? So, so these gentlemen are going to be helping us in that, in that side of life as well. Sweet. I'd like to open this ceremony with a verse. What's poppin' everybody? This is your boy Shane Eagle, and you are tuning to the Unplugged Radio Show right here on Cliff Central. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man, you're still listening to uh, Unplugged and In Charge right here on cliffcentral.com. Um, now, uh, if you are indeed um, looking to listen to the app, um, uh, uh, listen to us through the app, you can actually just Google, um, you can go onto Google Play Store. Yeah, or the app can, store, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Play Store, and you can just download it straight from there. It's absolutely free to download, and it's actually a really, really easy way. The other really cool thing, if you are a person that's still fighting for Data Must Fall, <laughs> is that uh, when you're in those free Wi-Fi zones, like Twane Wi-Fi, Joburg Wi-Fi, yeah. or even at work, you know, you can download all your 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 episodes. Yeah, you know, every single podcast you want to listen to, and then listen to it for free, almost as if you're listening to a song whenever you're just chilling. So that's actually Dang. you know a data savvy thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> life made easy. Life made easy. Well played, Wes. Well played. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got uh, a couple of guests in, like we promised, and uh, let's kick it off easy. Let's ease into our guest today. Our first guest, Wesley, would you like to introduce him? Um, so the f- the first guest is um, uh, Stutuzo from Standard Bank, uh, but right now he's representing his own brand. Hustlers and, who um, wait, hustlers wait, living okay, dangerous. Open, open the T-shirt. Let's with see. Swag. H- hustlers living dangerous with swag. Hey, that is some serious AKA swag. AKA bless us since 1990. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tara, how you doing, brother? I'm okay, and you guys. Fantastic, fantastic, man. So, so tell us a bit about um, um, Stutuzo, who you are, where you come from. Let, let's just hear the journey. Wow, wow. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Uh, Stutuzo was born uh, in Kezeren, was mm. in a place called Mtubatuba. Uh, and I had to move to Joburg because uh, after losing my both my parents, uh, we didn't have anyone to look after us, me and my brother. Yeah. Wow. Um, How old were you at the time? I was I was eight when my mom passed away, and oh. yeah, uh, I had an aunt in Joburg who then took over. And yesterday, funny enough, it was her birthday. Oh, shut yeah. And and then when I, I was thinking and taking back, thinking back at, as to what life we had with her, I remembered when we had to move and stay to stay in a garage, mm. and I had to walk. From the garage or where we were staying to school, yeah, on on feet, in, in, mm. it wasn't that easy. So yeah. as you guys invited me to there, I thought, you know what, maybe it's time to to tell the story, and yeah. maybe there will be some other people that can also relate, yeah, and maybe who knows, I can motivate someone out there who's yeah. feeling or thinking that uh, they've reached, yeah, the the, the end of the world, yeah. It's how powerful. how was that fee? How was that experience? Um, you're very young yourself. You do not have parents at the at that particular stage, and you have to now adopt new parents as you know as your parent. Obviously, that that cannot be an easy dynamic. So I had to adjust. It wasn't mm. really easy. It wasn't. You used to seeing your biological mom, and mm. now you have this woman that now is taking over. Did she have the kids of her own? No, unfortunately, okay. she didn't. Uh, they both passed away mm. uh, when she sure. was very young. So I won't say it was a blessing, but when she took us over, we were the only kids in the house. Yeah, it was almost like a perfect match. Something you can put it in there. Yeah. Yes, most deaf, most deaf. So when I moved there with my brother, I had to move back and stay with my grandmother because I think with her also it wasn't that easy. 
busy uh, starting a new life on of her own, uh, having a husband and having two kids under her roof. Mm. So I had to move and stay with my grandmother, but she was still more involved in my life. And I think if she wasn't part of our lives, we're not going to be where we are today. Mm. I have a friend who... Um, his his mom I mean his father passed away when he was very young yeah. um around seven or so and then his mother passed away while he was still studying and now it's quite crazy because now it's graduation you know you you're not even looking at the crowd to say you're gonna hear someone going yeah, 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 yeah. that's my yeah. son how, how how is that because sometimes people feel like that's the fuel I want to make mom proud mm. and when there's no mom, there's no dad. So I think for me, through God, we managed to survive. Amen, yeah. It wasn't really easy. As much as I'm saying that I had to go back and stay with my grand, I think uh, now you're touching on graduation. Uh, I only graduated in 2016 because I couldn't go to school, study. Mm. Uh, with the money that my aunt had, I only did a 12-month certificate in Pretoria Tech. It was Pretoria Tech back then, not TET. Mm. And I had to drop out because I, we couldn't afford. So I then decided to start working. I started working at Edgar's. Yeah. Uh, there was a department called Starting Block. They were selling sportswear. Mm. And I moved. You know, uh, the hustle that you're talking about, the story that you're talking about, Trevor Noah and whatnot, I yeah. think I relate more where you have to push yourself in the sense of saying that if I cannot push now, who's going to give me the next rent? Where am I going to get money to pay rent? You know? Mm. And you look at your friends or colleagues or I mean friends that you're staying with around and you can see that they're going to school and coming back but you don't yeah so I needed to take ownership of my life I needed to actually move and actually push harder and for me to graduate uh, in 2016 yes I was 33 I was old as people would say mm. but it was a journey that I was I wanted to walk for years and years and years but I think without having my mom there and having my wife and my son uh, it, it meant a lot to me And I, I I felt that my mom Wherever she is Both of them Or the three of them Including my grandmother Were looking over me And they were Really really impressed With my mm. achievement No shout out That's an amazing achievement You went through The entire process And you got your degree yeah, At the, at yeah, the end of the journey So I would so, really love To applaud you for that Father of three Married yeah, and working full time, so it wasn't easy. It was yeah, hard. let's let's actually talk about a bit a bit about the journey. I said earlier that life's about the journey, not about the destination specifically. Most of, I'm sure you learned a lot in the journey, and you said something very powerful um, earlier just now. You said you took ownership of your life, and you decided that I'm gonna go and move forward. But what put you in that position to make the 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 decision to take ownership of your life? There's there's a lot of things happening in life, and especially as a young person. We have entitlement to something that's major, that's that's crippling us. Mm. We're expecting mm. things to happen in our lives. But how did you rise above that and continually push on in the journey? So when I was growing up, my grandfather used to narrate a story of a snake and how snakes actually gave birth. And after giving birth, basically, the kids yeah. or whatnot, they'll have to see their own way of survival. Yeah. So I, I think I always put myself or referred my, to myself as a snake. I had no one. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a burden to anyone mm. And it was all about making myself proud And making sure that My mom, wherever she was She 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 was being proud of Whatever that I'm doing, whatever that I was achieving But I think what made my life To be the way it is Is to hang around or hook up with people That were relevant into my life, into my journey mm. uh, 
spending more time with those people and, yeah. and, and actually not being shy to ask when you don't know and when you want them to direct you yeah. in, in, in achieving whatever that you want to achieve. So basically, it hasn't been easy. It, nothing comes easy. You need to work hard for it. Those mm. sleepless nights of me studying, uh, me pushing the doors. I mean, I got into Standard Bank, who's my current employer without a degree. Mm. And I managed to actually work and lead teams of people that had degrees in engineering, marketing, IT, all those kind of things. And I only had my trick back then. And I needed to be relevant because yeah. uh, people, uh, their level, of, the level of thinking was not aligned. You know, obviously, when you have this academic knowledge with the streetwise knowledge, at some point it does clash it somehow. Yeah. Mm. So I needed to to be aligned and be and be relevant. So uh, I met a guy at the bank by the name of Lincoln Mali. I know you guys maybe have heard about him. He, he's my coach, my mentor. He's basically a guy that whenever I hit a wall, I'll always go back and mm. ask for guidance. So. He gave me a few things that I needed to focus on, which was family, uh, uh, study, and make sure that I get my career in line. Mm. So by getting career in line is doing something that you feel you're serving a purpose, not yeah. by just doing something for money or mm. doing something to be famous. And uh, you see some of the people in corporate world or in any place of work, they just do things for the sake of doing them, but there's no purpose behind it. So. Yeah. It's what we basically, uh, the guy taught me and I'm living by those, uh, lines basically and saying that I need, even though I, th- I still felt that I haven't really found that purpose. Hence, I also started hustlers on the side and saying that what is it that I can actually do mm. to, to, to actually assist other people that yeah. cannot do things on their own or don't have the platforms that I have, uh, to actually come out and actually showcase their talent mm. uh, or their craft. Yeah, that's absolutely absolutely amazing right there. Probably one one thing that um that I'm hearing from you uh in terms of associating with people that are relevant and who are, who people are going to actually help you go in the right direction. Um and also asking for help when you hit a wall. Yeah. Uh, I I mean there are so many people who who um who think that yeah, I you see my life, my life is uh is um is a Mercedes Benz, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes even the Mercedes Benz gets a mechanical fault, and now it's parked next to the road. Mm, yeah. But people don't have the humility to press that button that that's gonna go. You know that 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 button with the hazards that that's saying, "Hey, I need help. Yeah. I'm stuck. I need help." People don't want to press that button because yeah. they think that it people are gonna look down on me, so they yeah. park next to the road. And guess what? People just drive past. It makes me think of an, a story of my uncle. Um, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happened is. Um, his car got stuck and he's in the Eastern Cape. You know, and you know, in the Eastern Cape, everybody kind of knows everyone because it's a smaller yeah. community and so on. His car got stuck and his wife was pushing the car and it's an upper hill. It was really tough. Yeah. And then he saw a car he knows coming by. And then he said to his wife, get in the car. Then she got in the car. Then he lit a cigarette. When the man comes past and he says, Hey, Mdambo, what, is anything wrong? Look, I, I have, I have a jumper cable in the car. <laughs> yeah. I've also got an extra battery and I got a rope. Anything you need help with? He's yeah. like, no, no, I was just having a cigarette and I didn't want my wife to catch the smoke. <laughs> it's wow. okay. We fine. We fine. And then the guy just drove past because that's sometimes what happens. Yeah. I want to buzz a team. If think- I'm out here. 
you know, being stuck. You're and, touching, and, you're touching yeah. on, on, on a critical point. I think as society, especially as youth, I still refer myself as youth. Mm. I'm not yet 36. Um, <laughs> exactly. Watch yeah. him stretch the boundary. <laughs> exactly. 35. No, no, not 36. Okay, I'm not 37. So, I, life begins at 40. How? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah. I think, I think that, that actually kills us a lot. Yeah. I think, uh, if anyone is listening out there, uh, some people don't really know who just to do so in the pagan journey where he is today. I, I swallowed my pride. I think at some stage in life, you need to swallow your pride and you actually need to go back and ask for Usizo from people. Uh, yeah. It could be anyone. Uh, because you never know what wisdom you might get from them. Mm. And I always say, as I would say to my wife, you, you need to seek wisdom from God because uh, mm. I think he's the only person that can actually guide us in terms yeah. of, of, of pain, in terms of happiness and all those kind of things. And if you mm. don't have that guidance from him, you'll actually end up having conversations with the wrong people that will actually end up leading you astray and uh, you end up losing focus. Yeah. Now, I want to actually bring in a gentleman into the conversation who's um, he, he's he's pretty much the plug, you know, and in slang, you call him the plug. He he, he brings people together. He he makes things connect. He's a connector. He's um he's done some some really, really amazing work. And some even call him Dr. Life's Good. So, <laughs> how are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, um, thank you very much for coming through. It's uh, great to have you on the show. Oh, guys, thank you for inviting me. You guys have got a Great voice for radio, eh? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks Thank a lot. I know you With great power comes great responsibility. Hey, Baba. You need to tell us what you're gonna do with it first, in case it was a shot. Yeah, we must first vet you, chief, and then uh, we can see. We can see. Uh, we can make a plan. Yeah. So, uh, Doctor Life's good. How yeah. did that come about? Hey, I'm that guy who listens to people. Um, yeah. My background, I used to be in the informal sector. Uh-huh. Uh, I was a hairstylist. Oh, wow. And yeah. I used to do a lot of hair for our cock or like, mm. uh, females across the board. And they come with problems all the time in the hair salon. And yeah. I was that guy who was um, just listening. Mm. I wasn't even giving advice. I was just yeah. listening. And they kind of like that. And that's why I had more clients than mm. my colleagues in the, wow. in the salon. And mm. I think that it kind of picked up from there. I mean, mm. by the time I was in the fashion industry, I mean, after I left the hair industry, I got into construction. Yeah. Boy. Mm. Yeah. Hum- humbling times. <laughs> <laughs> wow. From the softest career, you know, to the, hair, toughest of times. to the toughest of times. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, by the time I got into corporate, um, I just got in a reputation for being able to bring people together, mm, yeah. being a good listener. Mm. And it, it sparked off. There's actually a lady. Um, her name is Lucy M T, and she's the one that gave me the name Doctor Life's Good. Mm. Wow, yeah, wow, so that's so powerful. Something interesting that I, I, a, a, a quote that I came up with. I pinned this quote, yes. and now I am about to share. Oh it my with gosh, you. he's about to quote himself. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it says. <laughs> You have to listen like a genius to sound like a genius. Eight levels. Oh, deep and fancy. So, <laughs> Yo, I, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty much iconic of what, what happened in your case. It's mm. you, you were listening to people, mm. um, and you were listening so att- attentively mm. that you, you learned so much in listening. I actually want to add something onto yeah. that. You, you basically, your, your life is based on listening. What you pursued, your, your business, mm. it all started from just listening. Yeah. That's mm. such a beautiful story. Like, he just listened. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? <laughs> <laughs> <This guy. laughs> yeah. 
No, I hear what you're saying. I'm. Yo, bro, no. <laughs> like, I'm trying to listen to you now. Like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to listen <laughs> to you. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, we, I'm sound deep. We are <laughs> done talking. Yeah, we are done, done like, talking. Done. Please, okay, the rest of the show <laughs> yeah, is yours. yours. We are listening. Yeah. You're telling me Then I'll break it. No, yeah. man, but that's, that's quite a journey, though. We have to say, like, I mean, yeah. how long have you been on this journey for now? Well, um, I started business back yeah. in 2004 yeah. as an informal mm-hmm. business. And um, ever since then, I got into corporate for about five years. It was a yeah. beautiful opportunity for me to be mentored by the best in the game. Yeah. Um, he's currently the chairman of Shell, uh, Bonang Muhale. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was CEO of Drake and Skull back then for about five years. So that gave me exposure to the corporate sector. Yeah. Having mm-hmm. come from the informal sector, it was a great transition just to learn on the other side what happens. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, like Unduduzo was saying around understanding the academic language and yeah. what people are saying from, from a corporate uh, yeah. point of view. But that was five years. Now, a and person listening out. is yeah. saying, how do you guys get a hold of these CEOs? These and mentors, now you get yeah. a mentor. Because mm. uh, is it a qualification? Is it <laughs> is it knowing the right person? Mm-hmm. Or how do you... Or were you be getting paid during that time? What was happening? How do people get access to these mentors? Because it's so nice when you say, yeah, no, I got mentored by the CEO of blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> then now I'm here. And it seems like mm. you were given a golden ticket. Hey, it well. looks easy. Mm. So if you can properly draw the picture, then people can be like, oh, okay. And that's how it happens. Yeah, make it mm. practical for us. I, like, I was a nobody at Drake yeah. and Skull. Like, mm-hmm. pre- like literally, and yeah. I always liked organizing events. I've always been that guy who organizes events, and yeah, um, the budget came from the CEO's office, yeah, <laughs> for office events for yeah. on Fridays, and I yeah. happened to be the guy that everybody was waiting for to make a move to go and ask for budget, uh-huh. and I was I would engage the the PA all the time, mm-hmm. and because my friends and I were crazy like that, um, we just happened to be free, and I mean I just come out of a learnership into that corporate, yeah, and um, it happened the one evening that this man decided to take us home. Mm. Yeah. And as they say the rest is history and yeah. the 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 mentorship was never formal. So mm-hmm. we never had a time where we sat down and said okay now you are my mentor. It's just conversations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. conversations and that's how mentorship is. I mean yeah. my mom is my mentor mm-hmm. and not because me and her sit down and we have a structured conversation about life and whatnot. Yeah. I just oh, look at her and I'm like yeah. <laughs> she's a nurse and look at what she's done with her life. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, there's a lot of conversation. Some of my friends are mentors and mm. that, that's, that's pretty much the, the gist of it. And the reason I, I, I pick him out more, more than most is the, there's an impression he left on me. Yeah. He said, um, keep your heart on people and your head on numbers. And that has never left me because, and, and in fact, that that is what has enabled the work that we do now to expand in the way mm. that it does. And the other thing that he always used to say, he, he'd, be, he'd, he'd always say, you must produce embarrassingly good results. Yeah. He's always about that. He's like, you, you are in a, a minority in this company. You are a minority in corporate as a black person who's, who's thriving to you to be better. And therefore, for you to be noticed, you must produce embarrassingly good results. Wow. And I think that's what we did. Um, when I exited corporate and got into, in, in, into entrepreneurship full time this time around and, and ran with it. Yeah. Had a couple of failures along the way. I mean, mm. um, it, it's never been an easy journey. But looking at the hookup dinner, looking at the countries we've been to and the type of impact that the work is doing on the ground, we realized that 
it's constantly about uh, collaborations and trying to produce work that is embarrassing in a good way. Yeah, wow. that's yeah. so powerful. That's yeah. that your embarrassingly good results. Yeah, that's some powerful stuff. So the type of stuff that when people read out your resume, you're like, Ace, Ace. Ace. I can't believe that's me. <laughs> like, I can't believe that's me. You didn't <laughs> have to read the whole thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassingly good results. <laughs> exactly, embarrassingly good results. That's yeah, very man. good. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah that mm. left a major impression on me. So tell us more about the hookup dinner because I mean mm. a lot of things spun off and really birthed the hookup dinner. Mm. And what's mm. the hookup dinner to, for those? That don't know A lot yeah. of us know What it's about Yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you Yeah, Think of it this way Alcoholics go to AA Yeah um, That's where they, they Find a safe space Hi my name is Leb I'm an, I'm an alcoholic Yeah um, In this case The hookup dinner Is a home for entrepreneurs um, Emerging Grassroots Seed, uh, seed based um, If you have an idea And you kind of Want to start out And you don't know What to do The mm. hookup dinner Is the space Where you come first mm. And not because We have the answers for you It's because We're a community it's a community of collaborators. It's a community where once a month you get together and you find a room full of energy, mm. full of people, young people, old people, sharing ideas and leaving their egos at the door. That's mm. the most important thing for us. And it's actually what has made the movement grow the way that it does. So it's centered yeah. around collaboration more than anything. Mm. A good friend of mine always says um, collaboration is the new innovation. The, the the reason we've been able to expand into new countries, even across um, oceans. I mean, we, we, we went into uh, UK where we've got a nice base over there. It's because we've collaborated. It's mm. because we tap into other people's energies and their, their expertise and skills and mm. work together without trying to sound superior or telling them that we know better. It's all a learning journey. Like yeah. I'm learning something from you guys as I'm sitting here. I was listening to him on Duduzo when he was busy talking. I'm like, wow, that's deep. That's so profound. And I'm already learning something and I'm taking some lessons out of that. So the hookup dinner is a space like that mm. um, in, a, in a format where it, uh, I can paint a picture for you. Um, it's centered around three core principles. It's to connect Engage and contribute to each other's success And at a practical level Entrepreneurs come in, young people come in Working people come in And they share their ideas So we give you a platform You do an elevator pitch uh, to an audience of people like you And they vote for you And if you happen to win for the night They put money into your kitty So it's all community centered At Mm. every point the community is doing the work It's not a corporate It's not some yeah. savior out there Who's going to Like you're getting validation and, and and everything that you are doing Even when they contribute When they critique you They must critique you In a positive manner So mm. it's a very safe space Hence I use the I use the analogy Of, of Alcoholics Anonymous Because if that is if, if that's the root It means You're in a safe space Where you can feel yeah. That you can share And be vulnerable And not feel critiqued Because entrepreneurs Have it hard I mean A lot of times they We're hitting <laughs> you. <laughs> you don't even know if you. you're doing it right. You. Right? You. You. <coughs> no, no, no. It's a rough, 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 yeah. rough journey. Especially if you look at a lot of the rising superstars in the entrepreneurship space mm-hmm. that have been covered a lot in media. Mm-hmm. You look at them and you're thinking, wow, they're having it good, having a great life. But mm. no, no, no. Good rough, but it. And then we must talk about those things because that's what builds up entrepreneurs. So tell me, what yeah. keeps you going in spite of the journey, in yeah. spite of it? Being rough yeah. What's the one thing That keeps you going I love what I do mm. Ever since I stepped out Of corporate I love people I yeah. love connecting people I do it for free And because I do it for free I get paid for it mm. It's the craziest thing mm-hmm. And ever since I tapped into my purpose I mean For the longest time I've always known that I'm good at bringing people together yeah. For mm. whatever I could bring people together For a party I've done it all And the moment I started tapping into something That is far more bigger than me Which is about contributing To the bigger collective mm. It just jailed 
And as a result, this is why I can be invited to the US or to the UK or wherever, and I'll find a way to get there. Or somebody will be willing to yeah. pay for the trip for me to, for me to get there. Or somebody will be willing to pay for our brand. And that's why we are able to put food on the table. It's because mm. I've tapped into that thing where I really genuinely love what I do, and I believe mm. that it, it it provides impact. You heard it first from the man. He yeah. said. Because I do it for free, I get paid for it. Dog, that is powerful. powerful. Mm. That's that's levels. Yeah. There are levels to this thing called life. Once you look beyond yourself yeah. and you start contributing to other people's lives, mm. that's when change happens in your life. That's when people want to invest in you. Mm. It's not about us, right? Mm. No, it's not. Yo, yeah. there's power in that. Yeah. So, Studuzo, tell me, what's the one thing that keeps you going? My family, my man. Mm. My family keeps me going. I think when I look at them, I get motivated to actually do more. Yeah. Because I want a better life for them. It's more around creating a better future for my kids mm. and not to go through what I went through. I mean, if I were to die today, I need to rest peacefully knowing that their lives are going to be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Man, sounds like a whole lot ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember why I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, let's let's fast forward now. It's 2027. What does life look like? Huh. There's so many dreams. There's yeah. so many things to achieve, but one one step at a time. Mm. Um, I have a daughter. She's turning 3 in August and she's she's the reason I live. Yeah. And I want a different future for her. I look at the problems around, especially in Africa, we've got some of the biggest challenges. I see her, I see her as an innovator, as one of the people that will solve some of those problems. But I've got to create an enabling environment for her. Yeah. So mm. what that means is that a connected ecosystem across the continent can't mm. just be about South Africa. So we're looking at uh, a, a, an economy of entrepreneurs across all borders yeah. where, where we're doing business because we love it Where we're solving problems and we're collaborating And we're using all the t- technology and the tools that are currently available To innovate and move on to, the, to that next frontier And we're the only ones that can solve our problems Exactly Just by the way So you can get into Whether you get into Tanzania or you get into Nairobi Or you get into Lagos or even Luanda Where it's the most expensive city in, the, in, in Africa Potentially in the world when you get there, if you're not engaging locals and trying to find solutions, you 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 can't solve the problems for them because they understand their conditions better than anybody else. So, yeah. so for me, it's constantly about that continuous journey of solving problems and making sure that, that there's a balance between people, planet, and profit. Mm. If those three are not uh, are not balanced in terms of uh, a positive impact. We're not going to have it good. That's the triple bottom line, man. This yeah. man wants to connect the continent so yeah. that his daughter, who's three years old, can come and have an enabling environment. Mm. He's only thinking like that because he thinks that it is his responsibility to do so. And I've actually noticed that in even growing up, the people who eventually solve the problems, whether it is high school, varsity, or anywhere, are the people who thought that if it doesn't come from me, it's not going to come. Yeah. So, so when the teacher says, what is five plus five? There's that child who knows that shucks, um, I have to answer because the class is going to keep quiet mm. and he answers. And always you'll find that the answers come from that child, yeah. but it's, it's not that he's made of anything different than anybody else, but he's just taken responsibility of excellence. Mm. And I think it's important that if we just take responsibility of excellence, not only for our lives, but for the country, for the continent, for yeah. the world, the answers will come from us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We are the solutions we've been waiting for. Mm. Mr. Duzo? 2027. 2027. My kids will be friends with her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so, 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 so I think that's the first like, round of applause for that. Let's just have a round of applause for that moment. Yo. 
So I, I think, yeah, what you touched on, it's critical. I think we, we as people of the country need to take ownership and actually not dependent on the, on the government to actually uh, create opportunities for us. I mean, yeah. by me working in corporate, uh, nothing stops me from starting my own thing on the side yeah. that will actually create jobs. And to the guys that are in charge in corporate, they must just pay us well so that we can fund our own businesses <laughs> on the side <laughs> so that, you know, uh, we, we, we can do something that can actually empower other people out there. Mm. Yeah, absolutely fantastic! Wow, wow! What does your life look like in twenty twenty seven? I've been thinking about this thing. Ten bro. years from now, like I said, um, ten years from now, let let my life be based on my choice, not me settling down. I see myself in other countries, visiting the nations of this world, and really inspiring people just like me and people younger than me to really live their best lives. It's the most important thing for me. I live by three words, and that's leave your mark. And all I want to do is to see what God can do through me. It's time mm. to rise up. We need to be the solutions we're waiting for. It starts here in South Africa. Then we're going into Africa and we're making sure that Africa knows their true identity, mm. their, their royalty, their heritage. And then we're going to take over the world and change the world and make the world what it's supposed to be. I'm mm. not going to go for a position of power and say I'm going to be president. Mm. I don't want no position. I just want to be an influential force in this world. Mm. So 10 years from now, you see Trevor Noah, you see Black Coffee, you see all those guys. Those are influential forces. We're going to set a new standard in 2027. Where's mm. that? Wow, man. You know, I'm always so wise. Guys, <laughs> now this time. <laughs> I just saw you. You were like, you were in deep thought. Buddy. Yeah, like, I was yo. in deep thought, you know. Um, you know, I heard once that, um, it's not about trying to be famous. It's, yeah. It's about trying to be significant. Mm. Be significant in people's lives because you're famous and then you die and mm. there's not even a difference if you were here or not. Yeah. But if you're significant, I mean, I remember my mom thinking when, 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 uh, Mandela was still alive, she said, you know, the day Mandela dies, everyone's just going to stop their car and go, ish. <laughs> Yo, that means that man is probably significant in their lives and everyone just, everyone just felt like, ah, oh, man. Let me give you an example. Uzol, as well as seven. Yeah. Yeah. Did a road show with them in Sbu last year, uh, with brand South Africa across the country. Yeah. Uzola yeah. could get into anywhere from the highest of offices and into the lowest of lands. Mm. Everybody stops. Mm. Influence. His significance. significance. Yeah. Yes. Like that's significance because people could relate to him. He's, he's real. Yeah. The persona that's painted on media and everything else, mm. when you engage the man, he's as deep and as wise as, as what you saw. So yeah. what he did through his TV show was him living an extension of himself, his true self. Yes. Yeah. And that's why he's so significant. So many years way past media. Exactly. Still there and where, where people just stop. They stop. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear what he has to say. It's like you said earlier, it's not about you. It's really about influencing and impacting other people's yep. lives. That's where the significance comes from. Cause yeah. you've, forgo- you've forgotten about yourself and your selfish desires and mm. you're just trying Trying to give back mm. Give all that you can Because it's far better To give than to receive Actually yep. There's yeah. so much more Fulfillment in that mm. Yeah Hey guys It's been real man It's been the realest hour Ever man Thanks for yeah. joining us man That's This is this has been Some powerful stuff How can we keep in contact With you on social media Alright um, The Hookup Dinner Just search for it um, Online and you'll find it On multi- multiple platforms mm. um, We do Extend an invitation Join us on the first Friday of the month. Uh, the next one being on 5 May. Mm. Uh, we do have DJ Spoo there. Um, he's going to be launching his book, Billionaires Under Construction. And That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing stuff that happens there. I mean, we've had products like Skinny Spoo Socks. Mm. Um, he, he's, he's a product of the hookup dinner. Um, the Lazy Makoti. Yeah. There's endless yes, stories. Yes, it's just yeah. about the platform. It's not about 
us trying to own them. It's just about they jump onto the platform and then they they use it for what uh, is significant for them, and yeah. the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. fantastic. Oh, on Facebook, I said Duduzo Jangase. Instagram says Duduzo Hustlers Living, and my page is Hustlers Living Dangerous with Swag. I'm sure like I mean the you know uh you can already hear the background the the ad libs are like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know those the, those the devon vibes living dangerous with swag. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are levels to this life no there are levels to this life no, you have to live dangerous but you mustn't forget the swag yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to pre- be presentable wherever yeah. you are wherever you go yeah. gents thank you for setting a new standard i mean it's time to literally live our lives and our best lives let's not yeah. let's not live our lives focused on ourselves but okay. really realize that we are here for a purpose yeah Passion is our catalyst for our purpose and your persistent pursuit of purpose is preparing you for your promise and your future. Yeah, definitely. It's been the shortest hour of the week. I want to tell you that uh, don't have a good day. No, don't have a good week. No, have a good life. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much.